It's another episode of Movies You Should Love with Lauren and Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movies You Should Love. As always, I am Lauren. And I am Scott. That is correct. Yes. Uh, Today, I am so happy to be able to introduce this one because we are talking about what may be just about my favorite film ever. Um, It's definitely my favorite Disney animated film film and it's really high on my films of all time uh we are talking about uh robin hood Oodalali. uh first off i'm just gonna say if you have not seen this movie uh literally you need to like stop this podcast if you're listening on your way f- to work or something like stop turn the car around call in sick call in sick and then go watch it because if really if if you have not seen it at this point in your life uh you owe it to yourself uh, to really take a day and just enjoy the beauty of Disney's Robin Hood because it is, it's just, it's a beautiful film. It's, it ah. really, really is. Like when people talk about like your favorite Disney films, often I don't count this one because I kind of feel like, well, surely we all agree Robin Hood's the best. So if we already are considering Robin Hood the best, other than that, then I'll go into my list of, <laughs> of Disney films because, um, I've said it before on this podcast, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, but like this movie and the original Superman movie, I like watched on a loop as a child and just wore those VHS tapes out. And then you know, finally, it was released on DVD, you know, and now I own it digitally and on Blu-ray, and just like the whole cycle. It's like I've never not been watching this movie. Um, and the soundtrack, I think that's what kind of was the impetus for this. Um, yeah, last week. recording. Last- Last week they released uh, Walt Disney Records' The Legacy Collection of Robin Hood. Finally, uh, two disc album, guys. This is this is incredible. Like I have not bought an, a literal like CD in my hand in <laughs> years. I, I I couldn't tell you the last time. And this this one I I pre-ordered it and received it. And oh my goodness, it is it's beautiful. It has beautiful artwork. It's got uh uh. It's the entire notes yeah, it has the, the entire score, it's the songs, plus like demos and like bonus content that I have never heard in my life. And this is like a soundtrack. And this this episode is becoming a plug for the soundtrack. But like um I have searched for this soundtrack my entire life, and the closest I could find were like every once in a while, like somebody would record, you know, the Udalali song or the whistle stop, or they you would get these little snippets, or like there would be like the like a, there was like a vinyl recording of the movie that kind of read the story and then it would pause and they'd do a song and then they'd keep going. They, for some reason that I do not fathom, Disney had never released like a proper soundtrack to this movie. Yeah. And it's, it's not the most music heavy of the Disney film. Uh, there's only a couple of, of really singable songs in here, yeah. but Oh my goodness, the singable songs that are in here, uh, Udalali, Phony King of England, yep, not yep. in Nottingham, which not in like, Nottingham. That, that song haunts me. I I hear it. Yeah, like ah oh, man, uh, it's it's what I what I love about the music in this is that it is a there is a certain touchstone to it that if you go somewhere and you start singing that whistle stop, everybody recognizes it. If you you if you start whistling that, people are going to look at you and they're going to smile because they're going to like. Yeah, <laughs> like they know it. It's like it's just one of those pieces. But yeah, like, not in Nottingham. Um, uh, but the Phony King of England just cracked me up because it's just amazing. It's a really a remarkable piece of music that is just this wonderful folk song 
um, protest song that is as relevant today as it was when it was recorded. And like it's just so applicable. <laughs> and it's... So, so that is the soundtrack. Uh, I mean, let's sure. let's not just make this about that. Uh, sure, sure, other sure. than other than like, uh, it's this is a beautiful disc, and we'll put a link to Amazon or something in there for you to go get it. But um, oh, man, let's let's talk about the movie, uh, which the music is is a huge part of. Um, this movie. Okay, so you were saying you were saying that the songs are kind of these folk song kind of things, and that is what this movie is. This movie is Robin Hood the folk hero for kids it is it is the and adults it is it is taking this legend that has lasted for centuries and has has boiled it down to kind of its core essence mm-hmm. and and just turned it into something that is completely relatable to every person on earth mm-hmm. um and oh my goodness it's it's just amazing it's it does it in what like 80 minutes or something like that and it's it's just it's it's perfect it it is it is the one movie that will ensure that robin hood never disappears as a legend because this cements it firmly into the pantheon of uh of folklore of of tales and and everything not that it wasn't there before but this will do it for forever yeah, I mean, I know people. I know, I know you and I both love Errol Flynn, and a lot of people love Kevin Costner, and I'm sure there's someone out there who loves Russell Crowe. But like to me, this is Robin Hood. Like any Robin Hood I watch gets compared to this. Uh, even like the old classics, like this is even like inspired by. No, like this movie definitely was inspired by the 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 the, the, the Robin Hoods that came before it. it. But when I watch those, I'm like, oh, but well, they're missing the song or they're missing that scene. This is like this is like the quintessential Robin Hood. Like this has, like you said, it has everything in it that you think of when you think of Robin Hood. Whether it's a scene or a character or a fight, it's like it's all there. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a perfect mesh because by making Robin Hood a children's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had to cut out all of the um the bad violence if you will right like like this is not a movie about uh dirty people fighting in dirty wars and that kind of thing mm-hmm. this is this is a story about a trickster uh who happens to be a fox because all of the characters are animals in this mm-hmm. uh, and because he is a trickster character uh there are some sword fights there's all of the swashbuckle that you want from this but his character and the character of of Little John as well, their whole thing is to be smart and intelligent and to do things the smart way to win the day, not with muscle. Because they're they're out out maneuver. I mean, they are literally you know a fox fighting against elephant and, and hippopotamus rhinos. and rhino yeah. guards, right? right? Like like there's no way that they could win in a one to one fair fight against this. Um, and that, I mean, I, I I wonder how how much thought went into that because it's one of those things that stands out to me when I watch it, like the intelligence of that casting of like recognizing we cannot win if we fight this king. You know, we fight the prince; they will trample us, they will destroy us. We have to be smart. You know, we can't just run in with our sword or our bows and arrows. And so they go in and they they do it through disguises, they do it through tricks and ruses and like you know cunning, and it's. <laughs> It's really intelligent and wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. It um, 
it's also it's also just a very lovely movie right like mm-hmm. like there's there's some some just tender moments in it that that it's not it's not all just swash and buckle but it's it's reflection on on love and on um you know what it means to be free and what it means to um to honor your country i mean just like there's so many little things in it that are are there that that are relevant and and important things to discuss and yet all kind of happen in this breezy, hilarious mm-hmm. eighty minutes of cartoon. What they are uh, able to accomplish in those eighty to ninety minutes is really remarkable. Like, you meet these characters, and within like thirty seconds of each scene beginning, you already feel like you know this very rich history of these characters because it's starting with like, oh, Robin and Marion knew each other as children, and there already was like this love story that kind of took place. And they're oh, and you see um, Little John and Robin, and the way they talk like immediately sets up like this camaraderie and this brotherhood. Enter Friar Tuck, enter the sheriff, and it's just like it feels like a lived-in world in a really amazing way that doesn't always happen in films, let alone an animated film with talking animals. <laughs> and and I think the key core ingredient of all of that. Uh, is Prince John and Sir Hiss. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Peter Ustinov specifically as Prince John is amazing in this film because his character, it, it would be, uh, he, he's the bad guy, right? Like everything, everything going around is because of his bad decision making. And it would be very easy to try to make like a really big villain. And instead they turn him into basically the cowardly lion. Yeah. Um, he, he has no backbone and everything is really just kind of this, um, I, I don't know, just kind of falls apart around him constantly. And he's just, he's just trying to kind of bluster his way through, uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's, he's getting, he's getting bad advice from his advisors and he just, uh, it's, it's a fascinating performance, um, that, that even makes him a likable character and sets up a very real sense of like, yeah, nobody wants that guy to be in charge. Like, yeah, no, obviously, obviously they are doing the right thing uh, yeah. to be stealing from me. Yeah. If you, if, if you take a moment and I kind of like just sit down and think about Prince John, like those final moments when his castle's on fire are actually really sad. <laughs> like there's actually, there's like a real tragedy to his character of just like, you led me here. Like, yeah, I'm not maybe the best person, but also like his, this is your fault. This is kind of your doing. <laughs> it's 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 incredible. And what the, this is, you know, kind of pivoting a little bit from that. But the other thing I love about this movie is, as a Disney fan, if you are a fan of like the classic Disney, th- there's character design and just like even the way like mannerisms and even voices that are kind of almost inside jokes and references to other Disney movies. Well, yeah, this this film was created at a time in Disney's history. Um, when they had they had done a couple of other high profile kind of movies and they were they were trying to fill their release schedule and so literally they actually lifted animation from from previous projects mm-hmm. and included it as a cost saving uh, device right. uh, so like like character designs uh, you know um, uh, Little John is also Blue from the Jungle Book like they're the yeah, same and character you, you just can't in not different see clothes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're voiced by the same actor. Um, as well, it's, right? It's, Sir it's, Hiss has the same hypnotizing abilities as Ka from the Jungle Book. Right. Um, there's and, and uses 
the same animation <laughs> because again, cost saving, but it also it kind of it creates this beautiful kind of of self referential like yeah, this is the Disney World kind of thing. Like it's it's and and it's but it's done so intel- so smartly. I know I've already kind of said that, but it's like they were able to take these moments and kind of go, oh yeah, we want the snake to do this, and he gets scrunched up here, and he you know slithers away the same way that Ka does in this scene or whatever. But they it, it doesn't ever feel like crowbarred in. It never feels like, oh, now we have to do that scene again. It's still like a really well-crafted sequence with these moments that just so happen to have nods almost to other films. I think one of the most interesting places that you kind of see this is in the opening credits, which is literally the running animation loops for the different yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like like the walk cycles. This is this is a standard animation thing where you create a a walk cycle, and it's however many frames of of animation to create the smooth walking or running of a character. And the opening credits are literally just like they they put these cycles together, but then they use them to tell a story as well during during the credits with with creatures chasing each other and and you'll see every single one of those yeah you see every single one of those in the movie it's like oh that's them escaping from the castle oh that's the scene at the at the fair oh that's you know him walking down the forest lane it's it's kind of i never it took me a long time to notice that as a child i went wait a minute yeah that same thing happens later it's it's kind of brilliant it's it's cost saving but it's also a great way to introduce characters and get you used to seeing them and, and familiarity. And uh, it's, I feel like this is one of those movies that just kind of has that sort of genius throughout it. It's, I, I feel like it was made in kind of a, a crunch mode, maybe a little bit. And because of that, they were forced to make choices and, and every choice they made really ends up serving the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it works. Um, you, you, you know, just describing a walk cycle sounds kind of boring, but like it's so lovingly animated that you just kind of like you don't mind sitting there for four minutes just watching these characters walk because they all have character, they all have characteristics that are just like so lovingly crafted that like I could watch that <laughs> walk cycle for like hours and I would have well, no problem with that. And and again, the music coming in with mm-hmm. it, it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's got that. The music in this, just to, to get back to it, it's it's got that um, the orchestral pieces have the the period instruments and, and it really feels very um, very medieval in in that time. It's and a then, really, yeah, it's a really nice blend of medieval sounds with like not folk rock, but kind of just a folk a folk, a folk singer with a, with a guitar kind yeah. of thing. And then and then you get like little jazz pieces that kind of come in too, or or little mm-hmm. joke sounds, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just it's a great. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of of old Looney Tune uh, cartoons, not at all in style, but just in that it, it the music drives the story, and it's so carefully thought through, like how the music is going to to influence the animation, and the animation is going to influence the the music, and um, yeah, it's, and it's, it's a beautiful beautiful meshing. It was so delightful to finally get to listen to the score, just to, especially like the, the score, like the songs. I know front, backwards and frontwards, but like to listen to them, to listen to that score, um, there were parts in it that I didn't realize were music. You know, like you mentioned, like the like the kind of the silly kind of gag sounds or some of those things that were worked into the music itself, into into the instrumentation. Like I'm listening to it, and I can completely see 
the the scene that's taking place. I can hear the voices, and I'm like, I don't know. It was like this extra layer of appreciation that I never really had for the movie, and I've just been listening to the score on a loop, you know, um, since I got it. Just going, wow. I've always loved this movie, but just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. The uh, so really the only the only two detracting pieces that I would only two things that I would kind of say against this movie. Uh, the first is that um, not that not that uh, uh, the female characters are are poorly represented, but there's no um, they aren't giving a, given a lot of agency other than Lady right. Cluck, who yeah. is probably the best character in the whole movie it could very well um, be yeah uh she she has some fantastic agency in in this film uh the second thing i would say is that there is a love song uh some uh, what halfway through the movie something yeah. like that the that movie just kind of grinds to a halt for a second grinds to a halt it has some beautiful animation through it and it is immediately followed by the phony king of england song which is the most upbeat song in the whole film and quickly puts the movie back on pace but it's just kind of a it's kind of a moment in the middle that you just kind of uh, even suffer through is is maybe maybe the wrong word but just it just kind of breaks the pace of it's very daydreamy and it's also of anything in the whole of all of of all the music of all the style of you know animation and everything in this movie i feel like it is the most of its time where it's like it definitely feels like a 1970s song <laughs> you're just like this is not one that would have ever charted this is not one that people would talk about except for the fact that it's in robin hood um there's and on the soundtrack i think there's like two or three versions of it and I, there's a final one um that actually i'm quite fond of um it's not the one that's in the movie um no offense to <laughs> the, the singer uh, in the movie but yeah that that as a child that was when I would get up and like go refill my drink. That's when I would go uh, go to the bathroom um, and come back in time for the phoning King of England. Yeah, which uh, is kind I, of like the, the wake up song. <laughs> yeah, I I had I knew uh, I knew the fast forward uh, buttons on my VHS control uh, <laughs> pretty well and could and kind of knew what the timing was and like I could I could pop out of that song right into Phony King of England pretty you know they kind of go surprise but, and then get right yeah. into it. The one thing I will say about that song is that I have had a appreciation of it as I've gotten older. Like just it has it does there is something about the lyrics of that song that do deepen the relationship of Robin and Marion and it's something I've appreciated as I've gotten older. That being said, it is one of the weaker links um in the film. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that's like saying, you know, uh this this delicious popsicle the stick is not quite as good as the rest right of it. but it's still it's still a, a good part to have so you can hold on to right that. right so, I, I don't that's that's the weirdest analogy i maybe ever have made but there you go put it on a t-shirt uh, i like it ah <laughs> uh, uh scott what what more can we say about robin hood that's I what mean, i'm thinking i'm sitting here just going like man like if you guys haven't seen this robin hood i don't know i don't know what to tell you but you have to go out and see this movie like this is one that just don't rent it. Just go buy it. This is something that needs to be in your library. This is a movie you should love. Um, the only other thing that I would say is that I feel like of all the different Robin Hoods, um, I feel like this is the most timeless somehow, um, despite you know just our conversation of this last song. Um, I feel like it. there's something that it captures a certain human spirit 
in a way that some of the other Robin Hoods don't quite, uh, for me at least. Um, I told Lauren before we started recording, um, listening to the score, it started filling my head of what a if we if someone were to make a Robin Hood set in today's time, like I, I started getting some of those visuals in my head, like this would this is who Robin would be, this is who the sheriff would be, this is who the prince would be, and these are some of those scenes how you could rework them and put them in a modern setting. But then as I started doing that in my head, I'm like. Or we could just watch Disney's Robin Hood. I mean, that that does it yeah. just fine too. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not sure what the point is. <laughs> I, I think I think you're absolutely right. The, especially in in more modern takes on well, specifically Robin Hood, but but really like medieval things in general, um, and and probably starting with somewhere around the Kevin Costner Robin Hood or Braveheart. I'm not I'm not really sure like which which of those you know when when those came and which came first and but between all of that we really got into kind of this whole the real Robin Hood and, uh, you know, let's let's make things muddy and violent and, uh, you know, Game of Thrones shows up and we're, you know, really into this this territory. Um, this specific Robin Hood, you know, if you, if you go back towards, towards the 1930s and Errol Flynn and, and some of that sort of thing, or even the earlier live-action Disney Robin Hood that they made in the 40s right after the war, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's, though you know, those hearken to kind of a specific sort of time and place as well um, that kind of maybe goes the other direction of, of uh, I don't know, being a little bit more about the, uh, the chivalry and all of that sort of thing. This Robin Hood finds a really beautiful middle ground. Like, like there is no, there is no um, darkness to it. It doesn't at all go in that. It is, it is completely bright and light. Mm-hmm, but it, mm-hmm. it still hits the sad, uh, the 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 sad notes, mm-hmm. showing that that even in in the pursuit of all of this, and even when things can be sad, uh, it just it. It, it ties all of this together in ways that I don't think you can do throwing back or moving forward as we have in time. And it, it captures Robin Hood in maybe the best spirit of him and the way that I like to see him portrayed as, as this timeless trickster who uses his skills for, uh, for the people he cares about, for the people um, who are in need and, uh, and really, you know, is is someone who loves and loves faithfully and truly his friends, his 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 woman, his I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the whole thing. It's it's just kind of a perfect depiction of of what that is. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I love mean, it. I, I, that, that's it. it. I mean, that I, I have nothing more to add. Um, that, that's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's as near perfect a film as the, as there are. I mean, I we, we 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 in previous episodes we talk about you know the pursuit of a of a perfect film. You know where every scene progresses the plot. There's no wasted moments. Robin Hood comes really really close. You know, we can argue about the ex you know excising the love song, um, but I think even that does serve a purpose, even if it is a little bit of a snooze. Um, it's it's like there is no wasted moments or beats in this film. Um, so from a just if you're just interested in film or in storytelling, it's worth your time to sit down and watch. Um, if you know I'm not into animated films, I don't know who you are, but um, <laughs> it, it's still worth uh, watching and checking out. Um, 
and I, I don't know if we really said this. This is a funny, funny movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a movie if, that yeah. still makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> there was an... Um, I was listening to the listening to the CD, and there's this moment where I could hear him go, "It's only a circus, a peanut operation," <laughs> and I just started laughing in my car because, like, I the, the phrase "a peanut operation." I mean, he's describing like the prince as he goes by, um, and he's like mistaking it for, I guess, a, a circus. But the fact that he calls it a peanut operation just killed me. Just like it's something. There's these little moments, like especially between Little John. Um, that just make me laugh. And, and Lately Clock as well. Just like, they just like, it legitimately makes me laugh. Not just in that, ah, oh, Disney's cute, but like, this is a funny movie. I, I think, I think my two favorite lines are, uh, uh, fortunes forecast, lucky charms, get the dope with your horoscope. Yep. I love that <laughs> one. Uh, and I always loved, uh, seize the fat one. Seize the fat one. It's, it's it's just it's it's brilliant it's it's so well written um like honestly like uh and like uh, robin is so cool like even, is even so like, cool. he was like one of like the coolest characters growing up looking up to him. like he is just so like suave and smooth and like can shoot a bow and arrow and like the whole thing and even now i'm like dang he's a cool character <laughs> And he's not selfish with it. Like, like he wants everybody else to have that too. Like he he gives yeah. he gives little John plenty of chances to be cool. His little his little uh, rabbit, rabbit friend, friend gives the hat and, too. And, yeah, like he's he's I mean, trying to pass the way he wants everybody. Oh, man, yeah. like the way he handles those situations. Like you know, he gives the little rabbit the hat, and it's too big for him. Like, Don't worry, you'll grow into it. And you're just like, that is so cool. <laughs> you know, it's just like over and over again, just a cool, cool character and. Ugh. Can't say enough positive things about this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely go go watch it. It it feels as fresh today as I think it did when it probably came out. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, by all means, uh, I think that's what we got on this one. Uh, so we're gonna let you go. We're keeping these uh, newer episodes shorter. Hope you like uh, kind of the new format that we're doing a little bit here. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, MoviesYouShouldLove.com is our website. You can catch us on Facebook uh, at Movies You Should Love. Uh, and, slash uh, movies you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, Scott and I are both out on the internet as well, and you can find us if you want to. Um, if you dare. If you dare. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Movies You Should Love podcast. Join in the conversation at MoviesYouShouldLove.com.